Welcome to EWM Insights. This is Paul Ellis, Managing Director of Ellis Wealth Management, where we encourage you to invest in what you love. Through Insights, we look at ways to make our world richer through focusing on, sharing, and developing human capital. Well, I am pleased today and honored to have a very special guest with me, Catherine White. Catherine is the founder of Accelerated Results 365. She's the author of Beyond Breaking Even, Your Toolbox to Building Exponential Profits. She's a single mother of four, and having come from what she calls a poor upbringing, she's learned the value of hard work and earning her own money at a very young age. She's now on a mission to change the world through her business by simplifying the business process, improving company morale, building community relations, and exponentially increasing profitability through her signature power system. She is also the host of a podcast, Rockstar Achievers. It's a real pleasure to have my friend, Catherine White, with me today. Hi, Catherine. How are you? Hi, Paul. I am fantastic. Thank you so much for that great introduction and for having me here. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. We met at a Muckleteo Chamber of Commerce event, and I was very impressed with you and your business model. And we hit it right off. So t- tell me a little bit and flesh out a little bit about your model, what you do, and, um, and how you're building businesses. Well, my model, you mentioned my power system. I, I would like to add that power is spelled with two R's. And of course, being an audio show, you cannot see that. But if you were to see that in writing, you might think, why is power spelled incorrectly? And there's a story behind that. When I came up with this acronym, I, I used the word power because I love that word. It's, it's very powerful, right? And when I was coming up with the, the words for each of the acronym letters, and I got to the R, I had a, two or three different words that I wanted to use that started with R and I couldn't make a decision. And so... I called up a friend and I said, what do I do? I think both of these words are important for the message that I want to create. And she said, well, why don't you use both? And I said, well, then I would have to spell power with two R's. And then people would look at me and think, I don't know how to spell a simple word like power. (laughs) (laughs) And she said, well, that's, she said, that's great because it's going to catch people's attention. And she was so right because when I mention my word power and people see that it has two R's, I always get, well, what does the second R mean? And I, I chuckle because I'm thinking, well, what about the other <laughs> letters, <laughs> you know, right? You don't know what any of them mean, but people want to know what is that second R. So it is very catching. And- no, I mean, it caught my attention. So can, can you break it down? What, does, what, what do each of the letters stand for? 
P stands for possibilities. So when I work with a client, I am working with them to dig out of their mind what is possible for them. And typically when people think of what's possible, they think very small minded. And I work on really expanding their mind to creating new possibilities that they weren't seeing before. O stands for outcome. I work with my clients to help them think big and to create a big vision around what they want the outcome to be. What is the end result and what does that look like? And we literally get into all of your senses as you're visualizing that. So I have them look at when you just imagine that you are there, that you have achieved that outcome already and describe to me, what does it look like? What do you see around you? What is the environment that you're in? What kind of people are you around? What things are you wearing, driving, et cetera? And then I ask them, well, what kind of sounds are you hearing as you achieve this success? What, what things are you tasting? Is there something that you associate success with? For some people, they'll pick out their favorite wine. It tastes like this. I'm drinking a glass of this wine or, or something. Uh, and then, and I talk to them about what kind of, what kind of sounds do you hear? What, um, what do you feel in your hands? What are you touching? Is it, uh, I talk about my, one of my dreams is to, I do some speaking and I have a vision of being a very well-known worldwide speaker, like a Tony Robbins. Okay. <laughs> and, okay. And so as I'm visualizing that, and I use this example in my with my clients, as I'm visualizing that, I'm visualizing what I feel is this microphone in my hand, which has is hard, it's cool because it's metal. Um, and, or I'll talk about, I feel people hugging me because I'm a huggy person. And when I'm successful, I just see everybody's going to be clamoring around me and saying congratulations. And um, so I, we get into that and then, and the emotion, what do you feel emotionally? What, uh, for a lot of people, for myself too, I, I talk about feeling elated, uh, feeling compassion for people that I'm changing their lives. And anyhow, in the process, we really dig into all of those senses. And the reason we do that is because the more we live into it as though we're there now, and the more we engage our senses, the more real it becomes. And the more real it becomes, the more likely we're going to achieve that because of the way our subconscious mind and our conscious mind work together to create a reality. So the next one is W, which stands for workable steps. This is very critical in regards to um, creating that possibility. So many people think big dreams, right? They create big goals, but they forget to, or they fail to take that big goal and create the steps to get there. They forget to break it down. So what we do, or what I do with my clients is I break down that goal into micro steps. The smaller you can break your goals down, the more likely you are to be able to accomplish those goals. Um, without that, those goals can become very overwhelming for a lot of people and feel like it's unachievable when really it is achievable. So we break down the steps and then we go to E, which is stands for empowering environment. I am 
very passionate about helping people see that the environment that they're in and the environment that they create and can create makes a huge impact on their success. So when I talk about empowering environment, we get into, we start with the, your internal environment, meaning your self-talk. What is your self-talk and how do you reframe it or how do you um, build up that environment within your own mind that is conducive for success? And then we look at your external environment. What is your external environment and what changes can you make to, again, create that success for yourself or create the environment that is conducive for your success. And then the first R stands for resources. And that's where we get into the, like the nitty gritty, the analytics, the processes, the strategies, and looking at what is it that you need in order to accomplish that, that goal? What are the, the pieces that you need? Um, and, and helping my client to really open their mind to that and think outside of the box in regards to what resources are available. Uh, there, I'm sure we've all, I know I, I've been guilty of this in my lifetime as well. We all have sometimes that mindset of, well, I've tried everything mm -hmm. and, and there's nothing works. Right. And when I, I hear a client or I hear somebody say that I, I ask them, have you ever had an experience where you thought I've tried everything, but, and you truly thought you did, and you thought this is just impossible. And then later on down the road, when you're not even thinking about it, someone says something or, or you see something and all of a sudden a new idea, a new solution pops up and you realize, oh, I haven't tried everything. You tried everything that you knew. You, exactly. Everything that you knew. So, so I work with my clients and how do you expand your mind to find those things that you don't even know exist yet? Excellent. And then the last and final R that everybody wants to know, <laughs> that everyone's <laughs> dying to know about, stands for rewards. So I really encourage my clients to establish a reward system. And, and I'm not talking just about what, is, what are you going to do when you accomplish that goal? A lot of people think of that. Well, when I finish this, I am going to take a vacation to this place that I've always dreamt of. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What most people forget to do is to recognize the successes that they've had to get them to that point. So I encourage people to create a system for rewarding themselves, acknowledging and rewarding themselves, not just at the end, but along the process. Because when we acknowledge those little things that we accomplish, it helps us to stay motivated. It helps keep that momentum going so that we want to accomplish more. And when we're excited, when, when we're confident and we feel like we've done something great, then we have, um, we have more confidence to do even more and even bigger things. So that's what power stands for. I love it. I, 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 I'm taking notes. I absolutely love it. You know, one of the things that you said at the very beginning was the P is for possibility and mm -hmm. that we, people tend to put a lid on their success. Yes. Right? And uh, when you talked about the empowering environment, part of it was the internal, which is, you know, that self-talk, mm -hmm. right? Right. Why do you think we 
place a lid on ourselves? Is that something that we've allowed over time? Is it something that we've been taught? Do we people think it's piety? What, what, why do you think, or what have you found as you've spoken with your clients on that process over the years? What are a couple of reasons people put the lid on? Well, there have been a lot of speculation over this particular question. And I, one speculation that I've heard and I have, I do agree with is that when, when we're young, we, we just don't know, you know, we haven't experienced the world yet and we haven't, well, so when we're young, we, we, (laughs) I'm trying to think, how do, how do I put this? Because we haven't experienced the world much when we're young, we have a much more open mind to what's possible. And as we get older, as we go through life and through our experiences, we face a lot of challenges with people who tell us we can't do something, or maybe somebody makes fun of us for something. I mean, there are different things that happen in our life that cuts down that confidence that we can do anything that we want and we start to doubt ourselves. So self-doubt is a really big one. And then there was a second one that I'm that came to mind when you asked me that question and I rambled on and already forgot what it was. <laughs> <laughs> well I, I think that I think people are taught that you know that uh that there's lids and sometimes people um, start siding with bad experiences, right? Um, Mm -hmm. There are challenges along the way of life. Now your path, you you know, you, you started out uh, and you went to college and along the way you decided that you had a real passion for analytics, numbers, relationships, and understanding the mind, but that didn't come overnight. It's a path, right? It's a real, it's a real path. Um, Can you share a little bit more, if you would, about your path and how you got here and how you were able to recognize that people have lids? That people have lids and that we don't need to have lids. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Those are, those are imaginary or self-imposed, right? Mm-hmm. And well, my experience, I mean, there's so much I could say, Paul, so much. And I, <laughs> I know we have a limited amount of time here. So to make a long story short, you mentioned in the beginning that I, I grew up with a poor up or I grew up in a poor upbringing. And so my childhood was actually very limited. And honestly, I, I'm not sure how this happened for me. But since I was a young girl, I, I saw outside of what I had. And I saw that there was more to life and I wanted more. And, and, and so I, I did not accept what I had. I didn't accept the environment that I had. And so when I was old enough, actually, I was only about 10 when I made my first um, my own money and, and having that taste of that money. And this goes back to 
are in rewards and acknowledging your successes, right? By having that taste of, I worked, I made money, you know, the cause and effect. And I realized that having that money that was mine, I was able to do what I wanted with it. That gave me the power, if you will, to use how how I saw fit to have things that I wanted. And it was just a little taste. And I think that's all we need sometimes is just a little taste mm-hmm. of success. And by having that, it, it creates this desire for more. And when I was 12, I went through this experience. I, I've shared this in a number of times. I shared it in a book previously. And it's one of my favorite stories is that I, when I was young, because of the circumstances I grew up in, I was very insecure. And I had this experience where I was in a new place, new town, didn't, I was at school, I didn't know people. And I, I had this realization that I could choose to be miserable or choose to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And being be uncomfortable, meaning I step out of my comfort zone and I, I meet somebody. I introduce myself to someone, which to me was pretty scary. <laughs> and, and I decided, I, but I don't want to be miserable. So I chose to be uncomfortable and meet somebody. And that mm-hmm. year became a very pivotal moment in my life where I, um, I, grew to realize that stepping out of my comfort zone was very rewarding. And then I became kind of like stepping out of my comfort zone became, if you will, a bit of an addiction, like, (laughs) (laughs) right? Because so again, it, it goes back to all we need sometimes is just a little taste of success. And so if if we can, and this is part of what I love to do in my business is is help people taste, just get a little taste of success to get them moving, to get them mov- motivated, to get them wanting more. That's excellent. And then it, and working with business owners in the manner that you do, right? In engaging them mentally. Um, engaging their senses through the the planning process, right? And the visualization process um, helps them start getting that taste even before they actually physically uh, achieve that thing that they're looking to achieve. Is that, that, do I have that correct? Yes, that's exactly what I am doing. Excellent, excellent. Now you've got some you've got some real unique skills and I'm going to share some of these skills that you have. You're, you're one of these people that have the ability to engage both left and right brain, right? You're yes. both analytical, rational, and uh, emotive. You, 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 uh, you engage with people emotionally and, and you're one of the few people who really have a dynamic, clear, communication skill set, right? I mean, it is so important to speak clearly and communicate. I I tell my kids, communicate with intent. And you do an absolutely terrific, terrific job with that. One of the questions I have is, 
what happened with communication? It, it seems to have become so blurry, so fuzzy around the edges, so, forgive me, baptized with cliches, that it, that it seems to have lost its, its power. Um, and for business owners, that's so important. What do you see in that regard? You know, it's, it's funny that you bring this up because I was having a conversation literally just yesterday with my 13-year-old along this line. And we were, I had said a phrase to him, and I don't recall at the time what it was, but it was a phrase that, that I've used for many years. And he says, Mom, we, nowadays we call it this. And, and it was a, my phrase was, that I used was shrunk down into nowadays, they use this one word that they like truncate the word. Okay. <laughs> and so, and I, and I said to him, I, I said, yeah, these days your conversation is all about three or four letter words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. Yes. And, and it's, yeah. And. I, I think it's because people have become, well, we're in the society where we want things to be quick and easy. And, and I think we've taken that quick and easy too far. I mean, we all like to find ways to be simple, right? Correct. But we've taken that so far that we're cutting things down so much that it it really has impacted communication and it has, it has muddied it a lot. Right. And, and I watch like, um, not only that, but people nowadays, they don't spend a lot of time with personal interaction. It's the majority of our communication is through written text messages or messenger, or we don't even use detailed emails much anymore. And so, and, and around 90% of our communication is non, non-verbal communication. And so, because we're missing a lot of, when everything is done electronically, we don't see a lot of the non-verbals. And so what that leaves us to do is to interpret what those nonverbals are. And I see this happening all the time. And I've experienced it myself where I would send a text message to somebody and they took that, the intent of that completely different than what I meant. And then they took offense in it. And it's like, but wait, that's not what I was, what I was intending to mean. And the reason is because, like I said, when we don't have those nonverbals, we create what those nonverbals are. And we in- create our interpretation of what we think that message means. So those are, I mean, that, that's what, how I feel about today's communication. Well, I, I'm looking forward to a time where people can communicate face-to-face again without fear and without additional barriers. And that we once again start to refresh and improve you know, our communication, um, that it may once again become something that we enjoy and that the clarity uh, in business becomes once again 
the the advantage, right? I am with you on that. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, I've got a couple of just a couple of extra questions. I know that we're just about at the end of, of, of the time, and I really want to thank you for for your time today. I mean, it's it's so important that people understand some of these things that you're sharing, and a lot of business owners uh, would be very helpful for them as well. Let, let me. You've got a new book called Remind. Um, hey, I'm sorry. You've got a new book coming out called Beyond Breaking Even, right? If people are interested in your book, talk a little bit about it, and then the best way for them to order or pre-order your book. Well, first of all, you can order a copy at www.beyondbreakingeven.com. And a, a brief synopsis of this book and why I wrote it is, first of all, I wrote it because I do want to help business owners to some simplify how they're running their business and how they're growing their business. It, there are a lot of intricacies within business. <laughs> and however, we tend to complicate things far greater than they truly are. And my book really takes a simplified approach to growing a business. And it's interesting because I've had people who said, oh, I would love to buy your book, but I really don't have time to read a big book or I'm not much of a reader. Well, I have some great news. It's a very simple, it's, it's a very simple and quick read and it's easy to understand. And what I've done is I have used an analogy of building a house and likened that to building a business. Mm -hmm. And while Probably most of us have not, myself included, have not actually built a house. It's a very familiar concept, whether we've built one or not, we understand the concepts. Yes. So by relating business to something that we already understand, it makes it simple to understand the process of growing a business. Excellent. Excellent. And, and once again, if you could repeat where they can go to pre-order your your book or order the book. Just like the title, beyondbreakingeven.com. Excellent. And you have a your own podcast channel, Rockstar Achievers, Rockstar Achievers. And so I would encourage uh, my friends to add to their library by going and checking out Rockstar Achievers. Catherine, I want to thank you for your time today. I, I absolutely love you. You are <laughs> you are an absolute delight. Um, I want to have you back so that we can dive into more things. I mean, you know, this time flew by real fast, but uh, I was taking copious notes, and I'm trusting other people are as well. If they want to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? They can reach me at Catherine, C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E, -E, at acceleratedresults365.com, or they can reach me directly at 206-422-4450, voice or text works, and I assure you I will be mindful of your messages to, so that I don't misinterpret them. <laughs> and I would like to add, too, since you did bring up my podcast, um, when you come check it out, make sure that you check out Paul Ellis. He has appeared on my show as well. So please make sure you listen to 
his show. We had a lot of fun doing that. And it's such a pleasure to be able to be here on your show today. Well, thank you. Every time we get together, it's, it's a highlight of my week. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. All right. Thank you so much, Catherine. I look forward to speaking with you soon. Until next time, this is Paul Ellis encouraging you to invest in what you love. Oh, <laughs>